you would be so surprised people are willing to help. I got so many messages. I was able to meet up with, you know, different people like based off of literally that that one post. And I I emailed and I hopped on the phone with people ahead of coming over and then I just set up coffee meetings from there. Welcome to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for stories, trends, and PSAs so you can live your best life. I'm your host, DJ Rosé, but you can call me Nicole. I'm a serial entrepreneur, fashion lover, and music addict. I'm like Cher from Clueless, but with a little more brains and a little less blonde. Today on the show, we're chatting about making big moves and networking like a pro, with the lipstick fever. Welcome to the show, Em. How are you? Sup, babe? Sup, babe? So <laughs> nice to chat with you. Thanks for having me on today. I'm so excited for this. You are another, it's so funny. I feel like all of my like new friends now are all Instagram friends, like, or Zoom buddies. Like, I literally have never met any of you, but I feel so close to you, even though you're across the pond. Yeah, no, I get it. We're living in a COVID world, so this is this is the way it goes. <laughs> it's, it's our new reality. So I'll give just a little background on M for you guys. Shout out Andrea, by the way, for introducing us. We love you. Guys, so three years ago, M left her full-time job in digital media to move to London. She is now a full-time content creator, podcaster, as well as a new mom, and he is oh so cute. Her blog, The Lipstick Fever, is a source of inspiration for beauty, fashion, and lifestyle. Em is chic, bubbly, friendly, funny, sweet, and that's why I'm so excited to chat with her today. She's totally a girl's girl, and we love a babe who supports other babes here on Sub Babe. Is that a good intro? What an intro, Nicole. Wow. Thank you. I sound (laughs) a lot cooler than I actually am. (laughs) Did I miss anything? Is there anything else you think our our girls should know about you? No, I mean, you kind of hit it. And I know we're going to we're going to touch on all of that. So no, um, thank you. Thank you for the fab intro. So what's it like? What's COVID like over in London? Like, are you guys living your best lives? Are you bored in the house like me? Like, tell us. Yeah, no, it's a good question. Um, I mean, for me personally, I had a baby during the pandemic. So that is wild. Yes. So so when you ask if I'm bored in the house, it's a it's a tricky one, right? Uh, he's kept us very busy indeed. So um, so my baby is five months old. So literally, I left the hospital after giving birth and walked into a complete lockdown in the UK. So when so you gave birth in March? Yes, in March. So so 5 months ago and that's when the UK really entered this this lock true lockdown phase which is easing up now. Um but that was and has been our, you know, new world that we've been living in for the last 5 months. Walked home from the hospital with my husband were about a 10 minute walk. So no one get too worried there. <laughs> and you know the streets were were quiet, London was sleepy and quiet and it was super surreal and we have just been you know, laying low and at home with the new baby and just, you know, spiraling into motherhood. So with that said, you know, the UK is is certainly coming um, out of the lockdown stage and into their new normal. You know, things are opening back up. Businesses are open. 
pubs, restaurants. Um, my husband and I, we went out to our first dinner, socially distanced, sat outside, had some good food and like a cocktail and a proper glass for the first time. How much do you miss going out to dinner? So much. I mean, we're New York. Yes. That's like what we did. Yes. There are weeks where it's like I went out to dinner five days a week. I don't know what my bank account looked like, but like. Completely. It's it's all I want to do. I'm, I'm a foodie. Like I like my drinks. Like, uh, trust me, I, I am so with you. So that was that was really good. It felt good to just get back to a little bit of a normal um, and just do something for ourselves. I feel like I feel like we won't take that for granted again. I saw this picture of the beaches in London just completely crowded. People were, I mean, there wasn't even elbow space between the people on the beach. And I was like, oh my God, this looks like a COVID nightmare. But is that just because everyone would normally summer elsewhere in Europe and yes. they're all stuck? Yes. So the month of August, truly, if you live in the UK, if you live in Europe, like you're going away for your two-week holiday. That is what you do. You're off to the south of France. You're off to Italy. You're going to these exotic, amazing places that are just about an hour or two hour plane ride away. So, yeah. right. So I think, you know, in the UK um, and, you know, the locals here, they're fleeing to the seaside. So I completely get it. So I'm not surprised to see that you that you saw that on the news. I like literally thought I'd be sitting in a shadow if I was on a beach <laughs> that was that crowded. Yeah. Not that I need I more get sun. It. But that's awesome. Well, thank you for giving us the update on what's going on in the UK. I think what we really want to focus on today is, you know, how you've been able to make such a big move, right? I feel like especially for the last three years for you, there's been quite a bit of change in your life. I know that myself, you know, sometimes I can be rocked by change, you know. So what I really want to talk to you about is your journey going from working full time at a big media company to becoming a full time content creator and podcaster on your show, The Big Move. Like, what's the inspiration behind all that? How did you make the decision to do that? You know, yeah. big move, quote unquote, in itself. I love it. So, right. I've been over in the UK for, for three years, but prior to living in London, I was in New York, just like you, hustling, doing my thing. Um, I I wish we knew each other back I then. I know. What the heck? <laughs> um, so I lived and worked in New York for six and seven years. I worked at a range of different startups, and that brought me into the digital media space where I worked in account management and sales roles. The last company that I worked for was a paid social software platform. Um, my clients were brands and agencies. Um, but with that said, you know, it was very tech heavy. It was truly ad tech, um, you know, analytics, numbers. It wasn't super creative. Um, I've always loved fashion and styling outfits and beauty. I am a product junkie. So for me, starting my blog and my Instagram back when I was living in New York was really a creative outlet, a passion project for me. So that was five years ago. Um, so I was in New York working full time and doing the Instagram thing and doing the blogging thing. I think about a year, year and a half into my Instagram, I started working with brands in a paid capacity and the light bulb kind of went off that, you know, this mode of marketing and, and media and advertising is here to stay. So from there, um, I met my now husband back in New York. He was working there as well and he was given an opportunity to move to London. So I were you guys serious? At we the time? were serious. We were dating. I feel like we've been together forever, but we had been dating for I think at that time four or five years. Um, oh wow! So, totally. 
So, you know, we were super serious yeah. and we saw our futures together. Um, but it was still like a bomb was dropped, you know, like we were living and I think, you know, thriving in New York. So when he, you know, brought that to the table, it wasn't like a snap decision, like, oh, okay, great, I'm gonna move to London. I had never been there. And you had things going for you, you know, the New York influencers, you almost kind of got to be there. I think it's a weird space in COVID for us, you know? Yeah, no, completely. Um, you know, you can do anything in New York City, like you're in you're in the best city in the world to be doing these mm-hmm. things. So um, anywho, I think we'll talk more on that decision making later, but I ultimately decided to move to London with him. Um, and that's when, um, you know, I left my full-time job. I was ready to do so. Um, I moved over here with him um, three years ago and I decided to just pursue my blog and my Instagram full time. Um, but with that said, you know, it was quite a roller coaster to, to get to that point. I didn't know what influencer marketing looked like across the pond. I didn't know if brands were spending, yeah. you know, money on on influencer marketing. I had to really get a lay of the land and, and start my network truly from scratch. And, um, you know, I did so and that brought me here. So I've been here for three years. I started my podcast, The Big Move, a year ago, yeah. which is really tell like us a little bit about the inspiration behind that? Yeah. So it is like my true baby, my true passion project, and like ultimately why we're chatting today. But the big move was was inspired by my move abroad and really from, from all of the, the women that I've met across the pond, from not just London, from truly all over the world. What's so cool about London, it is this international hub. So mm-hmm. I've met, you know, founders of brands, female entrepreneurs, other content creators that are just like a badass, frankly. And I wanted to start sharing their stories and their journeys to motivate and inspire other people. Um, I feel like I get I love a, that. Yeah, I we get actually a, have UK listeners too. Ooh, I love Maybe that. We'll make, you'll yeah. make some friends. DMM I, guys. Absolutely. And I, and I think you'll probably agree, like I get a lot of inspiration and, and motivation from listening to, to podcasts myself. So for me, the podcast sure. was like a natural, like, let's do this. I'm excited. Um, and that was really kind of the inspo behind it. I love that. So tell me a little bit more about how you handled changing careers and physical locations at the same time. Like that's kind of just jumping all in, you know, you're kind of going straight off into the deep end there. Like, was that a lot? Would you recommend that? How did you handle it? Yeah. So I think, you know, my circumstances at the time made for both coming full throttle at the same time. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that, but really Mm -hmm. the move to London forced me to kind of pursue uh, that entrepreneurial journey that I really wanted to pursue, it forced me to get uncomfortable. Um, and so both came at the same time for me simply due to the fact that, you know, I was moving to a new city. I was leaving that job and I was starting from scratch. Um, and so with that said, it was a lot to handle. Um, like you were saying about change, I'm not great with change. You know, I like stability. I like to know what's happening next. Um, yep. So with so much change, there's so much of the unknown, it gets you super uncomfortable. Um, If you can tackle one thing at a time, certainly I would recommend that. But um, often I don't think life leads us down that path necessarily. So I think you have to do what makes the most sense for you in the moment. 
So did you know that, let's take our listeners back three years, right? So you're at this digital media firm, you're building your blog, you're doing your influencer thing, you're having fun, you're making friends in the biz. Did you know that you wanted to go off on your own or when did you start having entrepreneurial aspirations? Tell us about that. I love that. I feel like I've had them for quite some time. I think even back into my earlier days in working just in business and the different companies that I worked at, I definitely, I've always been a competitive person and I I think I always did at the end of the day want to do my own thing. I just didn't know what that thing would be. So I think working at different startups and companies, it gave me all amazing experience and relationship management, all of the things I think that have helped to get me to where I am today. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I always wanted to scratch that itch and um, the timing worked out with the move that this was my opportunity. I had thought to let's just see how this goes. Like, let's let's take the jump. You can always go back, you know. Yep. You, you just take it one step at a time. I think that's really good advice is like it, you know, if you think about it as in, OK, I'm going to leave this comfortable job that I may like. Maybe you don't like it, but whatever. And I'm going to build this incredible career. That seems like a really far leap. But if you just take it to a smaller place, like I'm going to leave this job and I'm going to give myself four months to get my first client because I have savings. And here's how here's my action plan for starting to win business that feels like a much more doable situation, right? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's like these kind of bite-sized goals, they're they're a bit more achievable. And quite frankly, they'll make you feel a little bit more comfortable about, about potentially trying. Yeah, I love that bite-sized goals. We always say, sup, babe, is <laughs> bite-sized advice, right? Yes. <laughs> Um, so, Em, I think I told you about this. We have a really popular episode on where to hide out during lockdown phase two because, you know, it may be happening. It may not be happening. We hope it's not happening. But, like, obviously, I don't have a crystal ball. But it could happen. So, you know, the fall and the winter, either way, you know, even if, if things stay in the phases of reopening that we're at, are going to be more tricky because you, you're not going to be eating indoors in restaurants unless COVID is eradicated, which doesn't seem highly likely in the next month. So I think, you know, a lot of our listeners have been wondering, and especially myself, where we should be living right now, where we want to spend the rest of this pandemic, which, you know, I'm seeing my DJ contracts move from this fall to next May. And that seems like thoughtful timing when I think about it, because, you know, Fauci's saying there's a vaccine, that there are some vaccines and testing right now that are looking hopeful. Woohoo. Um, and Hopefully. our bodies are responding to them. And so, you know, they need more time to go into t phase three of testing. And so around December, January, they might approve one and then takes a couple months to make enough vaccines and then takes a couple months to vaccinate enough people. So like May is kind of like my new life might be somewhat back to what it used to be before 2020 drowned us <laughs> situation. Truly, so, truly drowned us. Thank you. Yeah, right. <laughs> 2020. Um, so I think what, you know, what we want to know is if people are thinking about using this time to test new things, to make big moves like you, how should they think about moving? What are your top three tips for people considering moving right now? And how can we help them guide them in the right direction using your past experience? Obviously, not everybody will have, you know, someone that they've been with for five years to help guide them. But if you could walk us through your process and give some tips, that'd be amazing. 
Yeah, I love it. I I definitely have have some tips. Um, I think first and foremost, like get outside of yourself. I think that's so important. Start to network and talk to people. Maybe other people that are in said new city or location or in that next you know job that you really want. Familiarize yourself with them and see how it's going. Try to get their perspective on things. Um, I think consulting other people is just so key, whether it's a mentor or a colleague, an old boss, a trusted friend, um, step outside of yourself. I think the second, um, trust your instincts, but be patient. So I think listening to your inner voice is really important, taking the time to just like slow down and reflect, go for a run. Um, I feel like in your heart of hearts, you should probably get an understanding of like which direction you're being pulled in. You know so whether what? you're Sorry, I hate to interrupt you, but I'm so excited no, right now because we literally just launched an episode on intuition. Yes. I think perfect. what you're saying is great, but a lot of people don't know how to trust their gut. So guys, I'm going to drop that in the show notes and back to you. Okay. Ooh, I like that. And and completely, it's like it's easier said than done. But, you know, whether you're you're making a big move for a job, for a relationship like I did, you know, a future goal or, or you're moving for your business or whatever it is, like if you just slow down, sometimes you can get a new perspective and, and feel where you're being pulled towards. You know, I know I kind of mentioned this already, but like when my fiance initially told me about the move to London, we were living our best lives in New York City. I didn't necessarily want to leave. So I really needed time to digest and get comfortable around it, quite frankly. I took a couple trips over to London to familiarize myself. I met up with people. I talked to other expats living in London. I think ultimately had you not been there before when you moved. Yeah, so I had so I had when he told me about the initial move to London, I had never been. I had been to Europe, I had taken trips to Italy, but I I knew nothing really about London outside of what I see in movies and read in books, um, which is you know. Oh my god, you're like I've been to Capri, but yeah, not right. London <laughs> completely. So um, <laughs> luckily, we had a, a little bit of time on our side. So um, I, we took a trip or two over here, and, and I got to know the city better and. Ultimately, I got to where I needed to be around the decision and the idea of moving, and and it ended up working out. But um, but right, it's never easy, and I think giving yourself time is really important. So you were just really patient with yourself. You didn't force or rush a decision. You were like, let me do some research. I think what's super interesting is talking to people and networking before you go. Um, and we'll talk about how you did that because I would yeah. love to know more about that because right now, you know, I'm landlocked here in Columbus and like until yeah. last week, I had literally zero friends. And I think it's really important when you're, you know, you could do that before you make the decision to move somewhere. And I think it would help inform that decision. Yes. Why not use people as a resource? They'll tell you everything that you need to know that maybe isn't searchable in Google. Completely. So, there is prep that you can do 100%. So I wrote down your top tips for how to think about a move as mm. get outside yourself, start to network, talk to people about the location, consult them, pull information out of them. Two, mm -hmm. trust your instincts, try to feel where you're being pulled towards. And three, be patient, take your time, you know, do the research and don't force a decision. Yeah, I love it. And the, the last little bonus one I would add is, and I know it's easier said than done, try not to try not to be afraid and let fear hold you back. Sometimes you do have to 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 go for it. Um, and like we said before, nothing is permanent. I think that's a really really great point. And actually, 
funny enough, that's what we were talking about in the intuition episode is like the being able to recognize when something is actually intuition or when something is actually fear. And so I'll drop this little nugget there. I was speaking to a healer maybe a month ago and they said something about how fear it comes emotionally charged. Like when you, you know, your body's activated, your anxiety's activated, you feel scared, there's emotions attached to it. When it's intuition, it actually just shows up as like a gentle, calm knowing. And that one piece of advice has like changed my life forever. Are you, were you aware of that? Have you used that in your decision making before? Yeah, no, it's it's so true. You are. You're completely triggered by your your emotions 100%. Um, so yeah, no, I completely relate to that. Awesome. And so tell us a little bit more too about how, you know, I since we've been getting to know each other, like it's apparent that you're obviously a pro networker. So what I really want to know is what how exactly did you build your network in London before and then after you, you know, ended up moving there? Yeah, I love it. And thank you. I think you're a pro networker too, Nicole. Um, (laughs) So uh, like I kind of mentioned, I think preparing for the move was something I really wanted to do. Like I I, I had a fear of landing in London and not knowing a single person or even having someone I could just grab a coffee with. I, I wanted to do as much due diligence as I could beforehand. And so Surprisingly enough, like LinkedIn came in handy for that. You know, I worked at a range of different companies and I had colleagues around New York City and I tried to leverage that. And so LinkedIn was a great tool. I literally put a blanketed post of like, hey, everyone, I'm moving to London in, you know, X amount of months. If anyone has like a friend or a colleague or just someone I should grab a coffee with who lives over there, like, let me know. Okay. And you would be so surprised people are willing to help. I got so many messages. I was able to meet up with, you know, different people like based off of literally that that one post. Um and I I emailed and I hopped on the phone with people ahead of coming over and then I just set up coffee meetings from there. Um so are you because- a big LinkedIner? I'm admittedly literally terrible at LinkedIn. I get on like twice a year and I try to go through like hundreds of messages, respond to people, I'll accept connections that have reached out and stuff like I literally haven't even put Subbabe on the profile like is yeah. that lame? <laughs> no 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 but I I completely understand I think it's taken more of a backseat especially in what we do now versus our, our Instagram and our social media pages yeah. but when I was you know working in startups and digital media LinkedIn was a massive tool for even just like getting business leads and setting up meetings LinkedIn was was a really powerful tool so I think that was kind of why I went there first mm-hmm. um and as well I was considering a full-time job when I go over to London initially, I didn't quite know if I was going to dive into the blogging thing full-time. So again, I was kind of like dipping my toe in, in all of the things and trying to figure it out as I went. Um, but so LinkedIn was was a great tool. And then so obviously social media and Instagram was just key for that. So um, ahead of my move, I also went on Instagram. I searched hashtag London blogger, hashtag, you know, London style, whatever it was. And i found other bloggers who lived in London and I messaged them like, Hey, I'm a New York blogger. I'm moving over to London. I'd love to just grab a coffee with you. I don't really know anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, let's meet up kind of thing. I love um, that. If my mom has to shoot me one more time, she's actually going to murder me. I was doing a campaign yesterday and like trying to like finagle the camera in between the light just so that I didn't have to ask for help. Like I need a fucking friend. Someone call me if you're in Columbus, please. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. So I completely get it. And like, I, I do, I feel for you, right? Like you, you want that, you know, you want to meet like, we all want to meet like-minded people um, and make a connection. We crave connection. And that was what I was craving when I came over to London and didn't really, really have a network I'm first. Sex right now, but... <laughs> Just be I, trust me, I get it. I love it. So, so right. So social media was, was a massive, um, was a massive tool in that respect. And, and now flash forward three years, it's nice to be on the receiving end of that too. You know, I'm mm-hmm. an American living in London. One cool. of my now best friends, Christina, who's from California did the same exact thing. Two years ago, she moved here. She messaged me and said, Hey, I've been following you for a while. Like any chance you would want to grab a coffee? I'm moving to London. And I said yes, and we met in Marlebone, had a coffee. She's one of my best friends here now. So, and I just looped you with one of my best friends that literally just moved to London for someone she's very serious with. Maybe there's good guys in London, and I'm just doing it all wrong. <laughs> but you're, but you're right. And then another key example is I'm literally having a drink with your friend who you introduced me to on Friday afternoon. Oh my god! So I'm so excited. Me too. Oh my god, I love that. That literally warms my little heart. Maybe it's a big heart, but I'm it so just glad. Makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. Will you guys please send me a selfie? I don't yes. know if that's if you're allowed to get close enough yes. for a selfie, but like send me <laughs> something so I can feel like I'm yes, ten meters away selfie, a hundred percent. But right, it's it's a, it's a, just another example of like I think being open, um, meeting other people, and and networking sometimes has a negative connotation. It doesn't have to be that way, you know. We're grabbing a drink and we're gonna like have a girly chat. Cool. It's like, not about networking. It's about genuine connecting. Yes. And that's the difference. I never think of it like networking. I connect people all the time because I feel like it is our job as human beings to help other people live their best lives. I yes. And that's why we do this whole show. Exactly. So on that front, I have one more question Perfect. for you. What's in your self-care toolkit? Like what's your number one thing that is like fucking amazing that we can copy. Okay. So I don't know how amazing this will be for your audience, <laughs> but this is just the first thing to, that comes to mind after having a baby. Um, <laughs> I, my favorite thing to do is to leave the baby with, with my husband or while he's napping, take a really long, hot shower, pour myself like a glass of wine before that, maybe a sparkling water and a nice glass, whatever, go and do my thing, maybe shave my legs wash my hair, do the whole thing. And then after that, I take the extra, you know, self-care steps of, I will do a face mask. I'll do a Tata Harper body oil, um, patchology eye patches, Medicaid and Wander Beauty face masks, all the things. But that's kind of my little routine as a new mom. It's been kind of a game changer. So you're just really going back to the basics. You're like, my self-care is finding time to shave my fucking legs. I mean, r- truly. <laughs> and I think I think moms out there will will, will hashtag respect. But, um, but right, yeah. you just don't get those moments anymore. So it is such a luxury. Right now, I have too many bug bites to shave my legs. That was actually <laughs> a conversation I had to have with myself this morning. I blame my Friday night date for that <laughs> because my legs look like a war zone right now. Oh Don't know goodness. if they're ever going to heal, but Good um, luck. that's Get some amazing. cream on that, girl. And I am going to recommend a playlist for you for that moment when you're in the shower. I'm going to send you babe vibes. That's you know, my playlist that I update weekly. 
It'll like help you get more in the mood. I would love that. Please do. Thank you. Drop it to you in a DM. Actually, we'll just <laughs> drop it in the show notes so that everybody can access Babe Vibes because it, that shit's hot and like I update Perfect. it weekly, so it never gets old. Um, and the other thing I was gonna say is that's so funny that you talked about like oiling yourself up because we have another interview with another beauty blogger who was like my number one self care thing is just oiling up my ass and I tell myself like I'm so grateful for this bod you're looking good today girl I love it you need a little a little lathering up in your life it'll it'll change things a little lather goes a long way so um tell us about all the ways we can connect with you and find the big move podcast Yes. So my Instagram is at the lipstick fever and the podcast is if you just go on Apple podcasts and search the big move, you will find us there or you can go on Instagram and we are at the big move podcast. And guys, we are doing another episode together on the big move. So make sure to check out both because we are talking about very different things and you won't be disappointed. I promise. Watch it's, this space. Yeah, that's a DJ Love Rose, it. DJ Rose special. I just I get real weird on other people's shows. I try to keep it a little kosher on Sup Babe. So watch out, um, um, Awesome. All right, girls. If you loved what you heard today, please subscribe. Don't be afraid to hit five stars. Leave a little comment if you're feeling frisky. We so appreciate hearing what you have to say about us, share it with a girlfriend who maybe needs to hear it. You can add us on Instagram at DJ Nicole Rose and at Sup Babe Pod. We hope we brightened your day, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in Mondays and Wednesdays in the morning to Sup Babe, your one-stop shop for living your best life. XOXO. 